Light and Fast Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by the Lockdown Defense Network. It's our weekly show that is dedicated to giving our fan base our educated opinions on the best fantasy football strategy in standard leagues, PPR, and dynasty leagues. We are not guaranteeing you will win anything by our advice. But if you do, we want our cut. Enjoy the show. my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders welcome to the most dominating fastest and game-changing fantasy podcast around the lightning fast fantasy football podcast where we get fantasy advice for standard leagues ppr leagues dynasty leagues where we get you to that all gold. the above all the above where we get you to that gold i'm your host coach divas alongside the real ass givens coming live each and every wednesday night 9 30 p.m eastern standard time we are in week 11 we are here man it is getting close to that playoff time frame, that getting playoff sweaty. time frame, they're definitely getting, getting sweaty. sweaty. The playoff <laughs> vibes are definitely booming. The playoff vibes are definitely booming. And uh, coming off another wild week in week ten, we're going to break that down as well. Get into week eleven, and we got an interesting advice corner for you this week. We're going to talk about playoff prep, and we're also going to talk about who we feel like there might be some late season duds and studs for lack of a better term, and uh, who you, who might be somebody that you can kind of sneak on your lineup to kind of give you that boost, give you that edge, especially with dealing with these bye weeks we still have to uh, fester through and, and navigate up through in order to get to uh, week 14 when it will start to finally, finally break away. But, yeah, so, uh, Alex, how you feeling out there? How did the fantasy week go? How's everything? What's the vibe? Tell me what's going on. Yeah, uh, I mean, 
You know, we had we've had better weeks in fantasy. At least yeah, we me. definitely have. I, I was going to say, who's going to uh, be the first to admit it? Who's going to be the first to admit it? I've, uh, you know, I was in uh, I was in bye week hell for uh, me both in a few of them. So uh, you know, my my stopgap options didn't really pan out. Uh, I I know I told you I had one team that straight up put up forty nine points. So I mean, you know how it be. I do. I do. <laughs> uh, Everybody has their week. I got, I got a four of them. uh, Looks pretty, pretty geared to be uh, into the playoffs. So you know, we're sitting, we're sitting good now. We're just, we're tooling, we're tooling Mm -hmm. towards the playoffs here. Understood. Now the the silver lining in my week that I'm in three leagues and I only got one win, but the the losses I took were were leagues I could have took losses in at this moment in time because I was high up on the. On the leaderboard, I was first in one league and I was second in another league. So you know, it wasn't it wasn't you know too, too detrimental. In the one league I did win, I was I was in I was in the middle of the pack and that kind of propelled me up to the upper echelon. I'm in top three now. So so yeah, I mean you know to to put a put a bow on a you know powder uh, a dog crap <laughs> of, of a week I had for the most part. You know it it, it was definitely uh, uh, uh you know interesting week. Uh, like you said, I was in bye week hell. You know all my big heavy hitters were were all on bye. You know, so I'm stacking yeah. Texans. I'm stacking Steelers. I mean, it's 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 rough in these streets, you know. And then yeah. I, the one time I do bench Justin Herbert because he was going <laughs> to tough defense, he goes off. CJ yeah. Stroud didn't do bad, but it just I left 15 points on the board because Herbert had a better game. So you know, I mean, CJ Stroud weak. absolutely uh, solidified himself as, as him. I'd say I, I agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. I did not anticipate them going in and just beating the Bengals. So, no, didn't have that on know. my bingo card at all. I was, go- I felt like it was going to be a good shootout, but not a win. And that they definitely I mean, proved this both wrong. I knew it was done when he ran that ball in for the touchdown. I was like, oh, this dude's just got it. He's, yeah, he's man. Gotta, he yeah. got to figure it out. He got a thing. <laughs> he definitely got a thing. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. I, like I said, I predicted him being the, the the top echelon quarterback in that draft class, but he's even surprising me with the level of poise and comfortability he has already. You know, and, and kudos to to the Miko Ryan and the staff he brought over to San Francisco because that Shanahan coaching tree is 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 something. <laughs> it's something. I mean, they they're that that one I'd say has been the most successful one so far. I agree. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Mean, in terms of. Like everyone wants to praise the Belichick tree, right? But I mean, I feel it's like not, it's not a thing just, because <laughs> I feel like Belichick's tree is just—it's just like ripping a like it's not a a new like branch, just like the root that you're ripping out because he's the one doing everything, you know? Right? It's, it's like every time the tree somebody on the tree leaves, it gets bad. They got to come back home and get to get back right. I mean, that's what I'm, yeah. That's I mean, that's got to be a testament for how bad it really is. <laughs> like, they just they only can go back there. I mean, yeah. I think. Flores, the only one that went to because he was because I think Bill Billy B did him so dirty, so that's probably why. Mm. But uh but yeah, I mean all these uh, Shanahan coaches are just I mean, I feel like they're they're the uh, offenses you want to be in. Yeah, there it is. Dan Bush. <laughs> <laughs> just a stump. It's a stump. Yeah, right, you're right. It's a it's a rotting stump in that. It's definitely a rotting stump. And just the thing, it's, it's rumors buzzing that Belichick's going to leave New England and go to L.A. Please, God, no. You know, for the, for the love of God and my, and my sanity, I'd like to stay out of the padded room. <laughs> yeah, no. Personally. Honestly, 
I think any team, I, I could see, like, I think, he, was that you mentioned in Washington? Like, I could see them doing something like that, but I don't think that he turns any franchise around. I think he no. makes them worse. I, like, I, believe, I, I totally agree that I mean, as well. like, yeah. he had the tail end of his career. Like, you can't give someone all that power. It just doesn't no. work. No, it does not like, work anymore. No. Yeah. It does not I mean, work. I mean, I would argue that it never bad. really worked. It's just, you just had a, a, a generational quarterback in Tom Brady that, that kind of masked a lot of that crap. Because, I mean, the moment he left, it went, it went all to hell. And he left because he didn't want to deal with them anymore. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. It's the vibe I seem to got. Right. It's like it's like that, it's like that epiphany you have when you can't crush that forty mark when you just want peace and insanity. You don't want you don't want drama anymore, right? You, yeah, you like, died. Dude. You're tired of the toxicity. You just want you just want peace and, and, and tranquility. <laughs> so yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. So I definitely understand that. But um. But yeah. But talking about this week in fantasy, you know, like I said, we get into week eleven, but week ten was definitely interesting. Um, like I said, we're going to get into some uh, interesting topics, as, as we always do. So, you know, we're going to talk about our, our, our top performers, our top shotters, the best performers of the week, our underachievers, the overhype. Uh, the Vice Corner is going to be about playoff preparation this week. We want to reiterate what we kind of get into last week as well as hidden gems. Uh, with some hidden gems that we might, uh, we want to underscore, that there might be an, a, a quick add on your team if they're available. Um, they could uh, bolster your roster. It's like I said, it's going to be beneficial now. For those bye weeks, you got to fill in guys and, and stop gaps. You got to, you know, fill out your roster while the guys are on buys. And then what they could be a lasting uh, ad that could come into play in the playoffs that could help you out and prepare you in those victories in the, in the playoffs. So we'll get into that. We'll talk about the games of the week and we'll get into our best flex options. So as always, we'll start off with our with our top shotters. We'll, uh, we're going to talk about exactly uh, who we feel like is the best performance of the week. And then we'll get into underachievers as well. So uh, starting off with the uh, top shotters. That uh, we got to give Dak some love, man. Listen, he's there. He's, listen, Dak, like Dak, in a row. That's what I'm saying. Dak is like that. Dak trying to win an award of the podcast. I don't know if he realizes it or not, but he's trying to win an award of the podcast, man. He been he been doing nothing but balling, you know. And this is void of a run game. Because typically, people have been you know giving him the the stigma that you know, as long as he has a strong run game, he's pretty good as a quarterback. But he's doing it. I mean, he ain't heard twenty partners name in five weeks. And he's still putting up numbers, you know, and winning at a high clip. So him coming in at 38.9 points <laughs> average this week was amazing. Uh, Justin Herbert came through with 29.4 in a losing effort, ironically. And then the magic of Josh Dobbs, man. The magic of Josh Dobbs is still running running strong. It's still running it's strong all, at 25. All that aerodynamic uh, he has with no hair. He's just so aerodynamic, you know. I, I think I, I think I coined <laughs> him the the eyebrowless assassin last night <laughs> on Sports Talk. <laughs> I saw I saw a uh, a video with the Vikings fan that shaved his eyebrows off. For I saw that. I saw <laughs> that. <laughs> that. Sent that to my buddy who's a Vikings fan. I was like, yeah. well, what are we doing here? It's like, a trend. Is it, is, is it trending? <laughs> Yeah. Is it trending? That's what we, all, we, all we want to know is it's trending. So, you know, so how do you feel about these particular performances, you know, and uh, what you think about uh, the sustainability of these quarterbacks on our chop shotters list? Yeah, I mean, obviously I think Dak's uh, pretty sustainable up to this point. Um, I do think he'll probably come back down to earth a little bit uh, in a more crucial, crucial game. But, uh, you know, up to this point, he's continued to ball. Um Herbert, I think we'll see more of this, um, you know, moving forward. Um, Cause I don't think he has any I'm trying to think of who, I mean, KC is probably the best ranked defense they have left to play. I think that's true. That's so, true. Well, no, uh, they got the Ravens, the Ravens up there too. They got, we got to play the Ravens. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah Ravens. So, I mean, <clears throat> but 
I think looking big picture playoffs in that window, I think that's you can expect that kind of outcome with Herbert. Um, and then Dobbs obviously is just yeah, man, Moon Man over here. Like only needed one full week with the team to just just go crazy. Completely ball, um, right. you know. And uh, I I will say we'll see. <clears throat> I think this week's the big test for Dobbs uh, playing Denver, whose defense is. Uh, for better or worse, uh, or as much as I would not like to admit, uh, <laughs> playing pretty good. Right. So, uh, you know, I think that's the test. Um, and then I also wanted to shout out Sam Howell because he's just continuing to hover Amen. right up there with like elite of elite <laughs> QB1s, uh, putting up 24.2 points. So, leading um, the know, league in passing yards. Mm hmm. And holding the thing. I don't think they've had their bye yet, though. Oh, um, no, no. I think it's week 14 for them. So, they, they it's a little skewed, but still. I mean, that's still a feat. I mean, uh, crazy seeing that, you know, knowing that uh, Eric B's over there calling the shots and just how he's, I mean, how he's looked. Mm. Um, it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. And, <clears throat> and he's, yeah, if you're in a position like, I'm riding with Dobbs in the league now because I have to, just because I went with Derek Carr and then he got hurt. So, yeah, yeah. I'm on the Dobbs train now. I went from Kirk Cousins, not went from Anthony Richardson to Kirk Cousins to Derek Carr. Out of Josh Dobbs. Man, that's a yeah. that's a that's a glass case of emotions. Man. Also lost Chubb in that league. Oh, so that really oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a kick in the nuts, man. It right, was, right. Was brutal. Yeah, um, this this is, yeah. this is this is uh, Alex right now. Ah! Ron. Where are you? I'm in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> <laughs> For real though, that that, that league that league keeps me up at night trying to figure out you know how the hell I'm gonna get out of the cellar there, but it's not happening. So, right. um, but yeah, looking at Sam Howell, um, you know, I, I, they are gonna start playing some some better defenses coming up here, so we'll see how sustainable that is. But I mean, up to this point. Uh, dude has continued to ball. So, <laughs> I mean, he is the last three weeks, he's been a top 10 fantasy QB. So, <laughs> got to give yep. him some love. Yeah. Howell Murray. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they, yeah I yeah. wish I could have done that. I wish yeah. I could have done that. I, I, did I, sneak, also, I did sneak Murray off in a couple of my leagues. So, yeah, I'm, as a backup. So, yeah, dude, the, I'm definitely the final, right there with you. The final kick in the nuts in that one, too, is I dropped A Chan in that league. That because I, I had him in three leagues. And I was like, you know what? I got to cut ties with him in one. It's it's this one. So I cut yes, him, and then yes, the next week he just goes off. Oh, <laughs> oh I <wow>. didn't even. <laughs> so yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, that's that's brutal. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not fun. It's not. Yeah, fun. I get it. I get it. I mean, speaking of running backs, though, you know, look <laughs> what happened when you give talented running backs the ball. Like, look at Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs continuing the, the the tear that he's been on last couple of weeks when they decided to give him more than two touches a game. And, and Montgomery didn't score too bad either. So, I mean, no, he didn't. I well, think I mean, there's some, there's some again, sustainability you know, there. Well, is it? I mean, they don't play the charges every week. Well, <laughs> let's, just, let's just say it that way. Yeah, yeah, they don't, you, make a, you make a point. Yeah, they don't play the charges every week. Sorry. Sorry, Lions fans. They don't play the charges every week. So, you're not going to get that production every week. But it was good to see Jameer Gibbs, you know, fill out Continue. that. You know, you know, because you just see you just see guys when they touch the ball, it's, it's something special about them. You just gotta feed it. Yeah. You gotta feed it. Yeah. And they finally yeah. figuring that out. You know, and what they're doing with it. I mean, I'm not. Some people are arguing that they, you know, they're kind of, uh, you know, what's the word I want to use? They're kind to, uh, you know, monitor, low manage him in a sense. You know, so yeah. he's fresh, fresh at the end of the season. But right now, he's you know, ride the wave as long as you got it. 
You know, that's that's my recommendation. I mean, dude, he's he's so explosive. Like he that is. one run he popped off, like he's he went he went like forty yards almost where he was even touched. Was yeah, that like cutback he had. Yeah, like, I, I, I'm I, like, I know it all too well. How do you well. watch yeah. that? I'm sure he's done that in the practice. How do you watch that and go? Ah, yeah. Let's give Montgomery twenty five carries. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I know. Man. Hey. I still got him in my IR spot in two leagues. I just look at him every week like dude, I'm like that Wolverine meme, you know, laying in bed. There's just a chance in my <laughs> IR, and I'm like, dude, dude, my precious, <laughs> just yeah. waiting to bring him out in the stable, baby. We're ready to go. <laughs> I love it. That meme makes me laugh every time I see it. That, I love that meme. I absolutely love that meme. That is great. That is great. So yeah. So Jameer Gibbs is definitely, you know, balling. And I don't mention to B. John Robinson. Look, my God, Arthur Smith finally decided to give him the ball. Look what he did as well as week as well. That's another one. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, uh, you know, and and what happened in in, in Houston where they decided (laughs) to give Devin Singletary the ball and he popped off? Like, I know. (laughs) Against the Bengals of all people, which is typically good against the run. Me as the Damian Pierce owner, not too happy about it. But oh, oh, uh, I'm I sorry. Mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Singletary's been the guy. Um, you know, it's it, it's interesting too to see the success he's had these past couple of weeks with the woes that um, you know Buffalo's had with rushing the ball, and he was their featured guy for three years and never got this kind of production. Out never, never. So it's like, you know, maybe the they got to look in the mirror, Buffalo, and a little bit. Just a little bit. And, uh, you know, change your personnel for some better running. But, yeah, Singletary's been a pleasant surprise, I'd say. Um, not for me. I've been pretty pissed about his success, but because mm-hmm. I am Pierce. Um, but, yeah, I had to give him some love. Um, and I also wanted to shout out Javante Williams, who got 19 points uh, in Denver's game against Buffalo. Save which, my I mean, bacon on Monday night. I'm telling you. Yeah. And I, I have him in, I think one or two leagues and it, it's been lately. It's like, you can't really play him because he hasn't, they just haven't really been producing. And I'd say these last two weeks, you've seen a, a better uptick in his usage and just overall production. I need um, it. I need and it. looking at, I think looking at who they're playing too, that might be, um, you know, that might be one that pays off. You know, you're paying it forward a little bit because once you get into a playoff stretch, you're looking at some decent defenses to play, uh, including the Chargers twice. So. Mm. Yeah, some some <laughs> some feast, some feasty and 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 meaty, mighty mighty defense to play. You know, definitely uh, some uh, them defense that's going to give you uh, some promising fantasy numbers. Let's just say, let's just say it that way. You know, that's it's, tough. With Patriot here, what do you do? You think Singletary is a must pick up? I'd argue he he is, but I don't. Well, you we also got to depend. You got to you got to hedge your bet with Patriot because you know he's he's in leagues where he just got a plethora of of options yeah. over there. <laughs> he's, I'm know, gonna tell we, him to pick up Singletary. He's like, who do I drop? McCaffrey, Henry, <laughs> Barkley, right, or Brees right, Hall? Like, right, you're like, well, never mind. <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need context, Patriot. We need yeah. context. So, you know, who you have um, in, 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 in the tuck that is, that, that's an option for you to play versus Singletary. I'll but, put it this way, Patriot. He had 30 carries this last game. Uh, 30. And they <laughs> 30. got a much more much favorable matchup this week against Arizona yeah, than they did they last week. got Arizona, week. Jacksonville, and then Denver. Uh, all yeah. favorable matchups uh, in terms yeah. of RB spots. So, I mean, yep. 
it might be sustainable. Let's see. I, let me let me see how many carries Pierce had. Where's his? It's been a minute because he's hurt. Been hurt for like three, three, four weeks now. I want to say. Oh yeah, he was out actually. He didn't have any. Never mind. Yeah, he, he was, was, he was hurt. Yeah, he's been hurt. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yep. I guess yeah. Let's. I mean, looking at even when Pierce was there, though. I mean, Singletary the past few weeks is getting ten plus carries. So yeah, they figure something out with him. I don't. I don't know. That is something. But I definitely agree that he is definitely uh, yeah. a, a, a streaming option at at, at worst. Yeah, drop us your content. It's not true anymore. <laughs> it, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Kyron, Kyron's expected back next week, though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yep. another so, one. I'm just waiting. Wolverine yeah. memeing on. Not as hard as A Chan, but no, A Chan is definitely the one. The number <laughs> yeah, one. I, that's he's the, the guy. He's the number one fantasy boo thing. <laughs> that that, that, that yeah. is that is that is the fantasy darling right there. I definitely get that. Definitely get that, but yeah, but shout out to Brian Robinson as well. He had a he had a nice receiving game in his yeah. twenty one point outing. So yeah, that was a good one for me as well. I had him in the league, and he definitely mm-hmm. uh, uh he definitely carried the weight there. Um, you know, before we over to wide receivers, and, and again another losing effort. Kenny Allen with twenty nine and a half uh points leading all fantasy wide receivers this Ball. week. He's been killing. Thirty five thousand PPR. Yeah, uh, went over ten thousand yards last week, and this week he had uh over hundred yards in, in the touchdown. So you know, and despite getting hurt, came back in the game and still played. Yeah, he's yeah, he, he he's he's tough. He's gotten it out for his guy Herbert, man. Definitely shots out to uh, Keenan Allen. Um, man, I still I can't unsee that when he did that interview after last week and his just shoulder was like 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 just a pro like a prod sticking out. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Uh uh-uh. Oh, I gotta find it. I, some doctor like put it on uh like he was like, This is what a shoulder looks like when you didn't surgically repair your AC joint. And really? So it's some injury that he played through early in his career, and his shoulders literally just looks like there's like a fist right here. Just oh, oh wow. Hold on. I got to find it. I'll yeah. talk to you. Appreciate you. Appreciate <laughs> you. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's yeah. balling. Yeah, definitely balling. Um, and CeeDee Lamb's continuing. Him and Dak, they, they're, their marriage between them two right now is, is magical. I think that the, the Jerson Herbert and the Keenan Allen, the CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott, and the and the, the A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts, uh, Tandems have been working out famously with fantasy owners this year. Definitely uh, yeah. working out famously. So if you if you stack those guys, we have them on either end. They definitely have been paying off big time for you for fantasy uh, owners in in that perspective. And then who would have thought Brandon Cooks got into the action as well? I mean, they were. I mean, let's be honest, they were playing the Giants. So we, you know, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a lot of yeah, it's gonna be a lot of lot of lot of uh, you know feasting on that on that defense from a fantasy perspective. Hey. Yeah. Something about Texas, though. I mean, last week we had two Texan wide receivers on there. This week we got two Dallas. So. You know yeah. what? It's funny. I might have looked at them so much, I might even not even notice it anymore. Because if this is going on for a while, Dude, I probably just realized it. Just didn't, this. I just I didn't notice it. it. Yeah, I just didn't notice it. It's, I, I guess it's, it's just so, it's almost it. like you know you just you just it's just you just you just used to it, so you don't it don't bother you anymore. I guess that might be what it is. Yeah, that's interesting. But um, but yeah. But yeah, but shout out to, to Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb, and Brandon Cooks. Uh, any other honorable mentions you want to give a wide receiver we move to tight ends? Uh, yeah, I also want to shout out uh, Mike Evans. Got 23.3 points and, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, decent decent outing. I just can't remember who they played now, but um, I thought they went, I mean, Titans. So I guess pretty bad passing defense. But Well, yeah. yeah. At least he's staying fantasy relevant for a guy that was going pretty late in drafts. So I was wondering because I'm like, you know, it's hard out. to trust that offense in, in, in Baker Mayfield, but he's getting his touches. 
Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's making it happen. Yep. Yeah, and another guy I want to highlight from tight end perspective, T.J. Hawkinson, man. Like, Do- Dobbs loves his tight ends. Pause. Yeah. Hey, we <laughs> talked about that, though, last week, did we not? Yeah. We said, you know, yeah. Zach Ertz was the – we are talking about Trey McBride. Yep. Which he's uh, an honorable mission on the list, too, because he made, he made yep. fantasy waves this week with Kyler. So, yeah. 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 So, um, but, I mean, yeah, Hawkinson has definitely utilized tight ends. Pause. Uh, <laughs> up, up to the – I mean, throughout this whole year, so – um, I think that's a, a good thing for Hawkinson, uh, you know, owners that, you know, he's not going to dip in production just because they lost Cousins. So that's a fact. That's a fact. Actually, I would say it's a slight uptick because the numbers he's putting up, at least in the last two weeks, have been way better than when Kurt was there. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I would definitely say that. Now, and it's funny too because I think George Kittle's made the list two out of three weeks um, since we talked about possibly moving on from him. Remember the segment we did a few weeks ago about possibly yeah. moving on to Kittle? Did he hear us? Because somehow, so, somehow some way, he's been talking. He's been he's been he's been putting up big numbers after we talked about it. So yeah, <laughs> I, I sent I, him the clip when I said, "You see what people are saying about you?" Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> step it up. <laughs> Come on, I step need more out of you. <laughs> right. Yeah, Indeed. that's the other kick in the nuts in that league I was talking about. Kittle was my tight end, so oh. good chunk. He wasn't doing anything. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I I put Trey McBride on here that I know he's honorable mention. Uh, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he had seventeen point one points. So yeah, um, you know Kyler coming back certainly helped uh, helped him get back on track because I know he was on our underachiever list mm-hmm. uh, last week. Yeah, actually he had three point seven points last week. I put that yep. down. So yeah. <laughs> big bounce back. Big bounce uh, back. Also, game. wanted to shout out to big. It was a big week for the rookie tight ends because you had. Uh, Michael Mayer and Kincaid both scored in the top 10 uh, mm-hmm. fantasy points. And then Musgrave was number 11. So, yeah. um, you know, interesting. We're, we're getting, a, I feel like we're getting a, a crazy amount of production this year, fantasy wise, from rookie tight ends that you don't normally see. So, I agree. But I mean, that, um, class, know, was, that class was being, one of a kind. Yeah, that class was yeah. one of a kind, though. I haven't seen that level of talent in one draft class from a tight end perspective in a long time, maybe ever. So I yeah. think that it kind of is on brand for the fact that they had so many good tight ends. Hence why I don't understand why the Chargers didn't draft one, but I'm going to not going to, I'm not going to play for the point. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, it is what it is, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely getting a lot of highly productive uh, fantasy numbers from tight ends that are, that are rookies. So yeah, they said a Porter Musgrave, Kincaid's finally found his sea legs. Uh, Musgrave's coming through, uh, you know, yeah. just to name a few. So yeah, definitely. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. Piggybacking uh, off the of DZ here a little bit, uh, you know, traditionally I feel like it's been Kelsey, true. Andrews, and then huge drop-off. And I feel right. like this year there's not as much of a big drop-off from tight end 1 to 12, mm-hmm. um, partly because the, the normal heavy hitters aren't consistently heavy hitters, but um, also just because you're seeing, uh, you know, I feel like the tight end uh, getting to – crazy fantasy relevance usually takes a couple of years and we're seeing guys making that happen, you know, in just a few short weeks. So. Yep. Yep. Some, it's in Laporta's case, day one, like he yeah. had a decent game in the first week yeah. out, out the gate. Yeah. So yeah. I look like a fantasy genius in the two leagues that people are like, you're not taking a tight end. I was oh. like, oh, I got a plan. Oh, we, bur- we mastermind that behind yeah, the scenes. Yeah. You know, we, 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 yeah. we mastermind that. We was like, I was who, like, who do we should we get in this dynasty league? I'm like, get Laporta. <laughs> yeah. We are yeah. like, yep, yep. Dude, I remember too that league. Yeah. I had one of my buddies just kept texting me like, are you really not taking a tight end? I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, right. don't you worry. Oh, oh I got I got, I got it covered. I got it's it covered. It's about race wars, baby. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. Yes. Wouldn't be a podcast without a fantasy fast and furious reference. Gotta love it. Gotta yeah. love it. But yeah. So yeah, the Titans are definitely flourishing so far, so good. So that's a that's a again to DJ's point that it's definitely a uh a, a, a cipher so eyes because we've been it's been struggle bus for the title position if you didn't have the top guys in past years. So yeah. Definitely, you know, and I'm again, not. I would add to the idea that the tight end pool that came in is added to that, and it's going to be better going forward because they're all young. So we got probably got a good 10 years of, of, of production out of those guys alone, you yeah. know. So, yeah. And, yeah and if you're in a league, too, that's uh, a keeper, you guys do keepers or anything, I mean, I think Musgrave for the most part, I mean, he was probably a pretty big waiver wire pickup this last week, but I mean, mm-hmm. he might still be around. And, He's still around uh, in some of my leagues. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking, you could be looking at, because the couple of leagues that I do keepers in, I, mm-hmm. depending on where I'm at, you know, I get to a point of the year, I'm, I'm like, hey, who can I dump for someone that if I keep it will be a 13th round pick? So, you know, right, try to look right. for potential like that. And some of these younger guys, um, you know, might uh, might be worth considering if you have mm-hmm. something like that in your league. You're right, right, right. And then there's low value too. Like, so you're getting good value at, at a lower round uh, keeper. So yeah, you don't have to waste a uh, yeah. top end pick on it as well. So that's good. Annoying as hell though when your keepers never pan. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so bad, it's so bad. I was like one league, like one dude was got Camara. Like, so he picked up Camara, and it was like 13th round and 10th round. It was like my yeah. keeper's always just like someone booty. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really want to keep like one year. It's Christian Kirk before uh, Jacksonville. And I'm like, right, right, Yeah, I got I mean, a guy. I kept, he, I kept Pacheco this year because it oh. was a 10th round pick. I'm oh, like, yeah, okay. fair enough, I guess. Yeah, I got a guy. He picked up Gabe Davis on 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 uh, waivers when he had that 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 breakout year uh, two years ago, and he's been a keeper for him. And he ain't panned out nothing since. Nah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to your point, he's that Brock Bauer is definitely going to be a stud as well uh, coming into the league. So he's going to be another one that's going to add yeah. to that fold. Yeah, definitely that um, coming out of Georgia. So yeah, looking looking forward to that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And wrapping up the top shots, this the 49ers undressed the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Yeah. Do you realize Jacksonville has not won a home game this year? <laughs> Savage. After yeah. after that miraculous comeback in the playoffs, and then Perfect. just. Right, I can't, I can't win a game now. Like it's just, Damn. I just can't also, win a game at home now. Yeah, yeah. And one of their didn't they play in London twice? And twice, one of their home yeah, games twice. Yeah, so yeah. There. So technically, but they haven't won one in their and stadium. Man, though. I'll say yeah. that uh, that adding Chase Young was definitely a move, a move for uh, San Fran because there's at least three times him and Bosa just met at, at Lawrence. Oh, like, it was rough. It was rough. <laughs> there was actually an NFL films little like mic'd up and Chase Young's like, bro, it's just like college now. He's stealing all my specs. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, damn. Right. That's right. wild. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I don't understand why the NFL just keeps letting San Francisco do this, but and listen, yeah. and they don't necessarily gotta keep them. They'll flip them and they must run get another compensatory third and draft another stud. Exactly. Yeah, figure, so right? like, Game in yeah. the system <laughs> out there. Game in the system. Yep. Playing chess, not yeah. checkers. Definitely yep. doing that, and and this is sneaky interesting industry with the Colts because I've watched them and and teams that they play that are you know on the fence or or you know quote unquote under five hundred they pretty pretty good put it put pretty good fantasy numbers again. So if the yeah. Colts have a good matchup, that might be a good streaming option for you going forward as far as their production defensively because they've been teams that they, are world beating. They've been putting up pretty good fantasy numbers. Just a just a quick caveat for those looking for another streaming option for defense. 
Because I sure know did. I picked them up, and I'm any matchup that they have that's favorable, I'm starting them because they've gotten 12 to 15 points on average with bad matchups. They got a buy this week, don't they? They do. That's why. That's yeah. why I picked them up now because people sleep on people that are on buys, and I had an open roster spot because I had an extra kick. Yeah. So I just my kicker came back off buys. So I was like, get rid of that secondary kicker. Give me that backup defense. Go. Let's go. Let's let, let, let's go. Battle yeah. up. So yeah, I'm ready for that. But um, but yeah, shouts out to the coach for putting 16 points up um this week in fantasy as well. So um, but yeah. Uh, any other things to wrap up here before we get off to the to the not yeah. so good list, the naughty list? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just real quick, I cap. We got a shout out to Browns D as well. They got 15 points against the Ravens. Um, yeah, and I one, think man. pretty much solidified themselves as the elite of elite in terms of fantasy defenses, and Agreed. basically a must start from this point forward. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, um, playing Pitt this week though, which I mean, I guess could be a close game. Um, it's gonna be closer because Deshaun is now hurt. That's, I think that's the only thing that's gonna be uh, the the yeah. pendulum swings. The fact they don't have a starting quarterback anymore, and they, I think they're starting DTR this week versus PJ Walker. So that's gonna be interesting as well. See how well he does because yeah. his first outing was not good. <laughs> no, it's not good. So um, hopefully yeah, he does better. First uh, first outing against San or Pittsburgh, they gave up twenty six points and scored seven fantasy points. So I mean, really not terrible. No. Um, and yeah, they got Pitt, and then they got a good stretch of uh, healthy offenses to go against. So they're still around in your league. I doubt it, but yeah, they are. Pick them up. <laughs> pick them <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> yeah, need to now. As Lloyd Christmas said, pick them up. <laughs> yep. All right, so let's forward over. Let's talk about the, the overhyped, the, the the people that make you regret everything this week. Um, you know, it's interesting names on this list. Some household names kind of made the list uh, this week as well, as far as guys that hadn't done well this week and yeah. in, in weeks past. So um, the quarterback list, I mean, two out of three, I kind of can see it. But that third one, I wasn't expecting him yeah, to be man. so bad. That's yeah. a tough one for him. It really was. It Especially was, it, with how their offense looked up to this point. Because um, mm. if you look mm. down the list, the three of their offensive players made it. Four of them made the list. Because you yeah. had you know, all four weapons. All of them they, just got, they got embarrassed. They really uh, did. San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, tough to see. Um, it was. It was a rough Especially watch. considering like that, they, I mean, they played the, the Chiefs defense week two, and and it was, they still looked decent. Like they only, they only got field goals, but they were still moving the ball. So you, right. you wouldn't have thought that you'd see such a big drop off, but. Um, they do. They are playing the Titans next week, so I expect them to bounce back. Yeah, I, I believe that. <laughs> Most yeah, people do. <laughs> it's, it's it's always weird with Taysom Hill as well. He said is you know he gives you. I know. You know one thing we talked about this last week. How he gives you you know three or four good weeks, and then all of a sudden he just he drops off, and then you know you're like, where is this guy? You know, and this I don't know. I know. I, I know it hurts you to put him on that list this week. I know it. It did. It did because I was hoping <laughs> yeah. that he would keep it going, but nope. You yeah. Know? Well, they just didn't utilize them in the way no in the manner they normally have been doing it. So that was another problem. You know, just yeah. deploying them in all different stretches. I think I think Derek Carr got hurt in that game too. So Jimmy yeah, said to finish the game. So that was different. That was different in his oh, own right. Jameson was just chucking nukes. He was was I mean, he was bombs of a Baghdad. He was just getting like, just, shine, baby. Just throwing it. Yeah. <laughs> and his gunslinger at his finest. Yeah. Gunslinger at his finest. Yeah. He Indeed. did not care. Not at care all. In the world. He's like, look, I'm no. going back to the bench anyway, so I'm just going to let it fly. Yeah. Let it fly. But, yeah, so Gardner Minshew had a rough outing, um, 6.7. Kenny Pickett has been having quite a few 
it's just sad to see his stat line for the year. Like, if you look at his fantasy points overall this year, for him to be six and three, you would not believe that their starting quarterback has that many, that low of a fantasy production. But he, it's happening. It's happening. So I don't, I don't know. But they went in despite him. And then, yeah. like, and then Trevor Lawrence with a four point one playing against that uh that vaunted forty nine defense. So you know we'll give him a mulligan on that one, and we believe yeah. he'll bounce back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, finally got to play the play the porter with Kelsey on the bye. Been riding my bench since the draft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely get it. Hey, I definitely get yeah. it. He did. He didn't produce too crazy, but still got you something. Yeah, he got you a little bit better Just than bit. Uh, better than mine. Yeah, I've right. also noted. Uh, I I just made sure to note Will Levis and Matt Jones because I think they're both. Uh, oh. Levis is that back to back, you know, stinkers, not good outings, and yeah, Matt Jones yeah. just continues to suck and get benched at the end of games, and now you got all these reports coming out that he lost the locker room. So I think yeah. that's just a, a lost cause if you were going with him due to some other injury. Uh, mm. Get off that ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah Jim, jump. Yeah. Don't even don't even slide off into the ring. Just jump. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, Patriot, just... I was just thinking about this. I don't know where your uh, trade deadline's at, but I mean, you might try to try try to move on from Laporta, get yourself something nice in terms of wide receiver or running back. Cause you got Kelsey, so yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he's got to be playing for the Shanghai Sharks pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah this is very one of my QBs in my dynasty league. Uh, it's it sucks. I believe it. I believe it. Definitely I got Jordan it. Love, Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's it pretty is brutal. terrible. That's yeah. brutal. That is brutal. I just we'll, we'll pray for your strength. <laughs> We're just gonna pray yeah. for your strength. I got Bijan and Jameer though, and Jamar Chase. So I, I Ed Metcalf and oh. Laporta. Okay, so, he, he loaded up on skills. He yeah. loaded up on skill oh, plays, but the quarterback yeah, is I did not position. take a QB until way later, and it was yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and that lasted four plays. So uh, it did, it did, yeah. unfortunately. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So yeah, moving on to running backs. Uh, again, another yeah. Jaguar. Travis is seeing on the list as well. Um, you know, which is interesting. He had Adams to the list because he was on a hot streak up until now. Um, yeah. he was yeah, crushing it. He was definitely <laughs> he was was crushing top it, five. But you know, so that's is that really a testament to how good the 49 defense is now, especially with having Chase Young. Because I'm like, man. They just put, they just got the the belt out and, and just locked them in the woodshed and said, "We're not gonna let you out, so we're tired." <laughs> That's yeah. crazy what it was. It's rough. And Tyler Algier came in with three point eight. That was that was interesting, but I think that was a product of them finally giving Bijan the ball, um, and, and his and his lack of production in that in that space at three point eight. And then my yeah. God, Derrick Henry. When have you seen Derrick Henry score two points in fantasy? When does that happen? Been a long time. Long time. Long yeah. time. That was that was yeah. rough. So, yeah. so anybody, anybody I, uh, else major list? Yeah, I, I noted Zach Moss just because he got 0. 0.2 points. So I think it's just uh, if you were holding on to any hope that he was going to stay relevant, I think that is uh, officially done. <laughs> and then I also wanted to put McCaffrey on this list, uh, not because he did bad, but he just finally ended a streak of uh, 17 straight games with touchdowns. So. And there it is. Had to end at some point, but yeah. wasn't hoping it was this time. After he broke the record, at least, right? At least one game above the record, something. He tied Ooh, for it, though. That's yeah. not a bad trade, DZ. I'm not mad about that. Addison and Cream Hunt and, and received DJ more, Ben Fields. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not mad because I mean, for, at some point Jefferson's coming back, so you know that the, the production isn't going to go. Yeah, go so that was a sell high move. Yeah, that was a sell high move. And yep. I mean, I know on this show I've read the stat line of of Justin Fields and DJ Moore's connection. So presumably, once he does come back, which I think's looking like this week, um, you would think that that would continue. So yep. I'm banking on I'm it because I got Fields and Moore stacked in, in in my Yahoo League. So I need that need that work. I yeah. definitely need that work. Give me that. Indeed. So uh, the the wide receiver was interesting as well. Calvin really, he's been on the list for quite some time. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it at he's this just, point. Uh, yeah, he's just a week two through eleven underachiever. It really, it's just like, like put him on the list until we until we see otherwise. Like, he's just going to be a mainstay. I don't know what's going on there for him to have such a uh, a good all season and good preseason and this good week one and then next thing you know, just where where where's Waldo? I don't know. Yeah. I don't Who know. Knows, man. Yeah, but a couple with Kenny Pickett's bad performance. Johnson Johnson had a bad one as well. Uh, one point yeah. seven after they had a great game last week. Um, and Curtis yeah. Samuel was a bad one too because uh, he was a he was a hot waiver wire pick off a lot of people and he only had point six points on average. So that was yeah. another bad one. Um, but yeah, so those three guys, you know, on on the you know on this list, you got anybody else? Yeah, I I put the old Stefan Diggs on there just because he got four point nine against Denver and. I get uh, Sertan was on him and everything, but you would expect uh, you would expect a, a, a little bit more than that, even if it's a bad game. You would problem. think. So you would think, but that was a, a big old dud. Yeah, in my it's, it's, <laughs> I, I smell an implosion coming in Buffalo. That's just my hot take on it. That is, it's getting brutal out there. Getting brutal out there, but um, but yeah, but folding on to the tight ends, Taysom Hill and Evan Ingram, they they on this list again this week. Evan Ingram has been a a, a constant disappointment for me. I have him in one league, and I, I'm like, do I get him? Do I keep him or drop him for Musgrave? And I feel like the moment I drop him, he's gonna pop off. That's what I yeah. feel like is gonna happen. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't yeah. drop him. But he's just kind. Of, I feel like he's been on this list. I don't think he's ever been on our top shots list. So. He hasn't. He hasn't. I mean, he's yeah. probably averaging around six points at the high, two points at the low. So that's just it's a rough. T- it's a rough time. It's a rough time yeah. to be everything room moment at this point. And yeah. like you said, we're talking about Taysom Hill being Feast of Fatman. Like, you know, he'll give you 20 points one week and he'll give you two the next week. It's, it's, it's crazy in, in New Orleans, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so anybody else that, that that caught your eye as far as being an underachiever? Um, I, I noted two other guys, but uh, I mean, they I wouldn't say were like any sort of heavy hitters in fantasy, but I, I did know Kate Ott. Uh, that might have been out of my own personal bias if I had to use them. <laughs> In right, my Kelsey right, bye weekend, right? You know, he came off a twenty-point game and put I know. up a two-point. He disappointed a lot of people. So. Yeah, he disappointed um, a lot of people. And then yeah. I, I wanted to note Irv Smith Jr. Um, just because uh, you know he he was picking up traction these past couple weeks, uh, mm. turned into maybe a, a viable option down the road. And then you would have thought he would pick up a more off that with uh, T Higgins being out, and he put up one point one points. So I think it's just safe to say that. Uh, any Bengals tight end at this point is just uh, can't be trusted. Can't be trusted, <laughs> not at all. Yeah, that's it. So I totally agree with that. So yeah, we'll hope you have a better option. That's all we really hope for in that particular space because he's definitely not uh, going to be a person that's going to give you any type of consistency at all. Yeah, definitely that. 
And ironically yeah. enough, for the defenses, they the, the the game versus each other was a minus a negative points for both teams. Yeah, the Lions right. were minus two, and the Chargers were minus four. So they were both, you know, duds this week. As far I as that was like fantasy. that uh, great value version of that Rams uh, Chiefs game yes, from a few years ago. It was <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely no right. No one was stomping anyone. They just didn't put up fifty five points, but it was damn near close. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. rough. It's pretty rough. And yeah. you're right, Aaron Jones had Aaron Jones been on the milk carton since week one, that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, and I hope yeah. he stays that way this week because they play the play the charges. Hope he stays that way. <laughs> I uh respectfully hope he bounces back because I need it. <laughs> it's not out of any sort of chargers based reason. Hey, it's not any chargers hate it, just fantasy personal. love. I, I get personal. it. I get it. Respect, respect, respect. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, those are underachievers for the week. And hopefully, you know, for some people's cases, I think my, my Evan Ingram, you know, love and my mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, you know, I would uh, hopefully that 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 changes course and quickly get back on the uptick and give me some production because we need it. We definitely need it. Mike, Sarah, what's happening uh, over there? What up, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, it, it, based upon you know all reports, this hand is good, and they got a favorable matchup in my opinion. You know, yeah. um, you know, they're I think they're going to throw the ball a lot. They're playing, yeah, they're playing indoors. You just so I think you right there how many points they got against the Chargers. So yeah, so I mean, I would believe that uh, it's it's a it's a definitely uh, a, a start. Assuming that you don't have a better option, uh, you know, yeah. in in the top, um, if you don't have a top end quarterback that's over him. That would definitely start him. Yeah, I know I am. Because I, yeah. I think I got him and uh, Kyler, and I'm starting to with Kyler this week. So, yeah, I definitely uh going to uh, start fields and give it a whirl. Because I think just enough, if nothing else, the dual threat ability, you know, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, passing yards, passing touchdowns. Yeah, I need all and that. And I think, you know, I think he's going to come back to you got all this, uh, you know, Bajan stuff. They kind of got a couple mm-hmm. wins with him. Right. You know, I'm sure the Chicago media is like, is it time to move on from mm-hmm. <laughs> field? Right. You know, I think he comes back and and has a little bit more of a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, um, yeah. And hopefully, I think, you, I think we do see a little bit more production out of him in terms of running the ball and and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, getting closer to the, the levels he was at last year, I think we kind of see that. And I think it's it's sort of a perfect storm for him too because Herbert's coming back, so he's going to have you know full stable of RBs healthy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I. I their defense has been getting better. Um, so, you know, it could could be a perfect storm for fields. But I do think, yeah, it depends on who else you got because, mm-hmm. I don't know, some some uh, matchups might be better. True, true, true. Um, yeah, but I, I believe fields is playing for uh, not only, uh, you know, just trying to – you know, get back on the field and, and be productive. I think that he's trying to put good film out there as well because, you know, let's say hypothetically mm-hmm. they get out, they're going to have a top five pick at some stretch. Between they're picking Carolina's pick, they're going to be they in the top five. They might have five. number one, yeah, one, I mean. They might have one and two. So, you know, they will be, you know, fools in the sense, of, to some people's opinion, to not go after Kayla Williams. So, you know, if he's, you know, they, if they could ultimately trade him, he wants to be able to showcase what he can do to his new team. So I think that's really why he's going to be uh, in, the, in the realm of trying to play better. Um, you know, going forward, so I would definitely put him, uh, give you know, give him, give him a whirl, see what he does, because I, de- I'm definitely going to ride the train until the, until the, until the wheels fall off. Got to do it. Got to do it. So, uh, yeah, this is a good question here. Um, uh, it's tough. <laughs> yeah, Stroud versus ACL and Lamar versus Cincy. Oh man, um, I don't think you can go wrong either way, but I, man. I might start Stroud versus Arizona. I would too. I'll tell you why. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Lamar is. I mean, Lamar's going to get you some points. Um, but Cincinnati defense is but, much better than Arizona's. Yes, and we're also talking about a Thursday night game versus Sunday, and I I tend to avoid Thursday night if I can. Right. Uh, I mean, typically it's, you would think Lamar, you can't really start anyone over him, but I think Stroud to this point has obviously earned the right to be in the same argument <laughs> and same comparison. Agree. Um, and and the matchup's just way better for Stroud with Arizona. Um, than Cincy, so yeah, I think we're all in agreement. I think Stroud's the move. Stroud's the move. You know, roll with it and and and, and get that W. That's all I can really say. Yeah, you know. But um, uh, but let's uh let's get into the vice corner. Let's talk about uh how we feel about what's going to happen uh in uh in short order for the playoffs coming up here soon. I think we're in week one and week eleven, and most playoffs start around week fourteen, fifteen. Um, probably 15 because we got that bye week still. So most people will probably opt to start on week 15, go through 15, 16, 17. And, yeah. um, and uh, so, you know, we kind of underscored this last week. If you watch the show, if you haven't, we're going to try to reiterate it for our first time listeners. We feel like, you know, what's the, uh, what's the best advice as far as doing your playoff prep? If you're in that mode where you're in the top six of your league per se, and you got a good, really good chance of making the playoffs, you know, what should you be thinking about as far as getting towards the playoffs um, at this juncture? So, um, you know, my advice would was you know pretty uh, you know pretty concise last week and say that you should uh, be looking at your matchups um, for your top yeah. eight players, um, looking at yeah. your matchups and see who they face uh, in week 15, 16, and seventeen, and see how that's going to uh, shape up. You know who they're going against. I mean, even getting down to the idea of, like hypothetically, you know, if they got the Broncos on the schedule and you realize that they're you, you get the number one receiver on your team, and he's going to draw Patrick's hand for the whole game. You know, so you either, you know, factor that in, things of that nature, see how, and we, to Alex's point, case in point, how Stefan Diggs, you know, was pretty much on a milk carton this week because Sertan had him in a, in a, in a, in a trick bag. So, yeah. you know, you got to look at things in that perspective. Um, You know, look at weather, you know, especially if you're Dolphins owners, you know, if they're yeah. going to be playing in bad weather during that time frame, weather is a factor. Um, you know, looking at the matchups, who they play, what defenses they play. And I would argue that if you're looking at it from a maybe top three to five uh, positional defenses that you may want to avoid, the 49ers is one, Cleveland, the Ravens, KC, and um, Browns. The, and the Browns are, are, are five defenses that if you can't avoid them, you know, in any stretch and, and still get production out of your t- out of your guys, then I would avoid <laughs> them if you could. Um, but, yeah, it's it's uh, dang. Uh, all you see is red in those matchups. Dang. He said, wow. Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough one. So, um, yeah. So, looking at your matchups and 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 how 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 it fares, what your weather situation is going to look like, because you know the game always changes when you're dealing with you know cold weather areas. You know, because you could have snow, you could have rain. Just simple, just a simple coldness of football changes people's game plan. How they how they deploy their offense, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know, some teams like to throw the ball over the yard when it's warm. They tend to you know kind of close ranks and run the ball a lot. You know, when it's cold. So. That all factors in. Um, so yeah, just look at your matchups from a location, defense you're playing, you know, matchups, you know, who they're going against, you know, what their propensity is to give up, you know, to the, that position, you know, because certain teams may be really good at stopping wide receivers, but they're really poor at stopping tight ends. So that's that's yeah. another factor. That's another added factor in as well. So that's something just you know the few pointers from my end that that you can keep under your hat in order to kind of scheme. And in in and try to figure out exactly what your best matchup is going to be from a fantasy perspective because understand that you know you're not going to get cakewalks in the playoffs 
you know, you're going to be playing a really good team just like you have a really good team. So you got to put your best guys on the field and put them in the best situations to win and thrive and score as many points as possible because more points, the better from, from mm-hmm. my perspective. So, um, <laughs> so Alice, what do you have for, for the playoff preparation, the segment of this, of the vice corner? Yeah. I mean, I, I, uh, I know I, I echoed uh, everything you said uh, last week and this week, but I'm obviously a big, uh, big proponent of, of just making sure that they're going to, I'm, I'm not going against any of these top tier defenses, you know, for the most part that I can avoid once I'm, when I'm with it, uh, you know, my team that it, it looks like a, a pretty good lock to the playoffs. Then I go from there and look at, okay, in that situation, which of my players are guys that I think are expendable mm-hmm. and what are they, who are they playing in those weeks? Um, and that's the guys, those are the guys, I mean, because obviously, like, you know, I'm talking about Stefan Diggs. He might be playing the number two defense in one of my playoff weeks, but I'm just not, I'm not trading him away. Like, right, right, like, right. I mean, I, I, unless it's like, it, unless I'm getting something. Another top well, end receiver, I, like, you know, you swapping him for, happen. Yeah. right, yeah, swapping him for like A.J. Brown, and yeah, that's that works, you know, that kind so of like, thing. You know, but in terms of like those more expendable type players, uh, you know, like you're like you were talking about, someone asked about uh, like DZ traded Addison, Kareem Hunt, like players in that type of tier. Mm-hmm. If they're playing, you know, if they got a two two out of those three weeks is top five defenses, then well, okay, then those are guys that I'm going to try to look around at, at some of these other teams and see, you know, is there a team out there that is close and needs a running back? Well, hey. <laughs> Your scream hunt, and I yeah. look and see, you know, what matchups they got, and those are the guys I identify. That's that's just kind of the way I've always done it. I've been big, big at just uh, finding, like you, the, you said, those five defenses that you just want to avoid at all costs in that in that time frame, and mm-hmm. and try to just plan ahead and, and get your lineup right so that you're not dealing with that, you know, waiver wire night of that week. Right, and, that's and a nightmare. Out of your trade deadline, and that is else. a nightmare trying to figure out the waiver wire on a playoff week. Oh my god! Yeah, I've been in that before, and that was in the championship game. I was struggling, so luckily I I ended up winning anyway. But that's that's stressful <laughs> to try to figure out who, who you need. You need that one guy in the waiver wire, and it's all picked over. You know, yeah. and try, you're trying to win a championship game in order from a guy that you picked up on waivers and ain't been on your team all year. Yeah. And lo and, oh. and behold, mine was Noah Fant when he was with the Broncos. And he had a touchdown. They propelled me to the victory that week. So, shout out to Noah Fan for winning me a title. <laughs> <laughs> Probably about the only time he was relevant. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, and it was late too. Like, I, yeah, they threw him to a touchdown late in the in, in the game. It was a four o'clock game, and I knew at because all that guys that played except for him, and I needed I needed like four points, and he got me six right in there. So I was like, boom, done yeah. deal. Wrap I'm, it up. I'm usually on the uh, other end of like the all time great fantasy playoff performance you know like i had to like one year camara had like 48 points or whatever on christmas oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, you oh, know? yeah yeah I, yeah i always yeah. get those i'm always on the other end of those. oh that sucks yeah yeah that sucks. yeah that sucks but yeah I, I would definitely say that you know it's sound advice that we you know we provided on both sides and uh you know and again you know to to, to alice's point you know if you can move a guy that you know there's to be a better option for you in that time frame and you can afford to move him yeah i, I would definitely consider it before the trade deadline you know get it get ahead of, get ahead of the curve and like it says you can sell sell high on certain guys because you know that their production is going to take a dip like Jordan Addison most likely with Justin Jefferson coming back. And you can see the Dobbs is more favorable to tight ends versus wide receivers. So 
you know, he's he's taken a hit in the last two weeks since Dallas been a quarterback. So if you can sell a guy like that and get some good return in in, in that space, do it. Especially if that matchup yeah. is better. Yeah, definitely that. All right. So um, you know, in that same vein, let's talk about part two of this segment and talk about uh, the hidden gems. So it's some guys that could be out here that uh that may be, you know, air core fantasy go for you. Um, and it could be highly available. So um, just the guys that you know have have shown you know classic you know performance, I guess you can say um, classic consistent performance the last few weeks. You know, got some guys that made the list um, as far as uh, guys that could be you know available in uh, in in uh, in pickups for, for from the waiver wire. Um, you know, Josh Dobbs, of course. If anybody's you know just loaded at QB in a smaller league and nobody's you know spun the wheels on him, and you he took injuries to your quarterback like Deshaun Watson losing him this week was a blow. Um, you know, Josh Dobbs would definitely be an option. And we talk about Sam Howell. Sam Howell is leading the league in passing yards this week, and they don't have a bye week till week 14. So he could be a viable he, every week option for you until week 14. Win. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah Todd Chandler. Yeah. He's he's going to be one as well. So a lot of people jumped on that bandwagon. So, um, yeah. But Josh Dobbs from a quarterback and, and Sam Howell as a hidden gem could be something that could uh, be a, 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 I guess you can say not only a streaming option, but maybe a going forward option if you lost your quarterback to season in the injury and you've been struggling all year trying to figure out who your quarterback's gonna be. Um so yeah, mm-hmm. I like I like those two options. Why do you think, Alex? Yeah, I mean I, I, I think at this point, um, you know, especially at QB, it's such a picked over part time of year with QBs that mm-hmm. your options are pretty limited because you got guys that'll load up on two or three or you know, like um so I mean I think at this point of the season, Dobbs and Hal are probably the two um, most likely to move forward. Yeah, get you production. Um, you know, that being said, I do. I did want to note Russell Wilson on this list as well, um, mm-hmm. ma- mainly because um, I mean he's not he hasn't done anything worldly. I think uh, week two he was finished QB three against Washington with twenty seven points. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're playing Minnesota than Cleveland in week 11 and 12. Uh, but then you're looking at a stretch of Houston, Chargers, Detroit, New England, Chargers, and Vegas. So, I mean, pretty decent defenses to go against to where, you know, if you are, um, you know, looking for a QB that might be a gym come playoff time, um, you know, and, and it's a picked over league with Dobbs and Howell already gone. Right. Wilson might be here. You're Obi-Wan Kenobi in that sense. Your only hope, so. Ah, nice reference. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. As being a big Star Wars fan, I definitely love that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think those are your guys that are, you know, could be, you know, widely available in certain leagues, depending on if you're a 10, 12-man league, 8, 10, 12-man league, 14 league, 14 play team leagues, and a little rough in the streets. Trust me, I know. I got two 14-team leagues I'm in. So, yeah, a little rough in the streets for quarterbacks in every space because – only person out there right now is is Bryce Young and and who's the other guy that just uh is uh is being uh oh and Dorian Dorian Thompson Robson yeah he's only, there's only two people that that are viable options at this moment so um so yeah so I definitely uh if you can get your hands on Dobbs Howell Russell you know definitely do it um just if nothing else you know just to have depth you know to keep yeah. him in the tuck because again injuries are a thing you know we're seeing a, a higher clip on the QB injuries we have in the past a few years so um just to have another backup option so you don't completely go in the toilet from your quarterback position if you do lose your guy 
even for a couple of weeks. Like I lost Justin Fields for three weeks, and I streamed uh, uh, Kenny Pickett and 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 Bryce Young, and Ugh. and and yeah, it was it's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. But I won two out of three matchups. So hey, you know, then I got Kyler. I got Kyler uh, in the in the last week. So I'm I'm back on the I'm back on even kill. Back on even kill. So it, it's a good look. Um, running backs, Jameel Gibbs, Ty Chandler, and Jalen Warren. Now, Jalen Warren is a good one because he's uh, been he's just anointed. He's anointed RB1 now, so he's going to be getting the bulk of the carries. Uh, Sons Najee Harris now, so that's a good look. I stashed him. I drafted him, and I, I stashed him this whole year. And I had to play him last week, and he, he gave me 15 points. So he's going to be a good pickup for you. Yeah, um, so it's only sitting better now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So him, Ty Chandler, of course, he's the he's the uh, default guy for Minnesota now because uh, Madison is, in, I think, in concussion protocol, and unfortunately, Cam Akers towards Achilles. So yeah, um, that's going to be a good option. And then some people, you know, just I believe, if you haven't been you've been on the fence about Jameer Gibbs, if he's on your roster. I believe that he's going to be a, a, a steady starter at this point because I think they finally realize how good and how dynamic this kid is. So yeah. I, I believe that they, he, they're going to start giving him more and more volume, if nothing else. So if you have him on your team already, I'm sure he's not in waivers. But if you have him on your team and you've been on the fence about starting him, I would start to be feel more comfortable with that option. So so what's your thoughts, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I obviously agree with uh, all those three guys. And to uh, DZ's question, uh, I do think Chandler – I mean, well, depending on your RB situation, but I think he's absolutely a pickup and play this week. Uh, going against Denver and just the fact that there's no one else there and and O'Connell uses the run game to set stuff up so I mean they're going to use them um, and he looked pretty good once he had to go out there so um, I think it is a, a plug and play this week but I I don't know if uh, that production will stay once Madison gets back in the fold and everything um, that being said though he could just absolutely go off and, and they ride the hot hand and Ty Chandler's the reason you're getting some money at the end of the year here, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I definitely with those three guys, I, I noted a couple other ones, just, uh, just kind of put some more hidden gem options out there for our viewers. Um, one of which I wanted to know was Keaton Mitchell with the Ravens. Let's go. Um, mm. yeah, I mean, he's pr- definitely was a hot waiver wire pickup <laughs> last week. Um, and I mean, he only had four touches uh, this in this last week, but got 66 yards and a touchdown. And um, so, I mean, I think that's a guy that you could see. Um, I mean, clearly already taken over Justice Hill's role, um, whatever role that may have been. But I think as if you continue to see this uh, electrifying stuff from him with the ball, um, then I mean, there's a good chance he dips into Gus Bus's workload as well. So. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, it, it, as we're sitting towards trade deadline time, um, that might be a guide to potentially buy low on. Um, and, you know, you, I mean, it just depends on, like, Coach, you know how dudes in my league are with trades, as we were talking oh, yeah. earlier today. So, and I, mean, I do. It depends on the league, I guess. But right. uh, there's potential there. Um, and then I don't even – how do you say that, dudes? Rico Dowdle. Yeah. Uh, with Dallas, I think he, another one that you could, uh, as I told said, to trade for Pollard. Um, I wanted to say Rico mainly from the, the standpoint of he's probably the most important handcuff uh, out there right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Pollard hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. Um, but, um, you know, that being said, he, uh, you know, did was getting more touches at, in garbage time against some weaker teams. Um, and they are going to be playing some weaker offenses, you know, once we get into the playoff schedule. Um, so 
you know, it might be one to look at maybe a, a, a late season type stash or, you know, if something happens to Pollard, then he's obviously the guy. Um, so, you know, just one to consider. <clears throat> and then lastly, if, I mean, I, I doubt he's available, but I, I know I picked him up a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, Kareem Hunt is kind of quietly being a productive running back uh, for not really getting a number one type workload, but he has, really scored a, he has scored a touchdown line. in every game. For, mm-hmm. He scored a touchdown every game since week five. Right. <laughs> and and uh, I mean, I think at this point, it's a solid flex play each week just based off of goal line work. Um, and that obviously could progress to more, um, you know, as they, uh, you know, if their defense continues the ball and they're pushing for a playoff spot, they might trust Kareem Hunt more in those situations than, you know, unproven forward, or uh, he could just continue to be high the red zone that works into more. So um, those are other guys that I think are potential, uh, probably not available, but definitely uh, buy low type candidates. If you're real, if you're like looking to shake things up, but not really, you know, wanting to trade any major pieces. Um, I think those are guys that could be had for for bench spots or guys looking for the future if you're in a dynasty trading picks or uh you know keepers things like that so i think those are potential buy low trade options to consider at least in rbs okay okay now before we go to the wide receivers um i think noah brown his his uh, production last two weeks have been masterful 20 pointers and last two yeah. weeks um so i think that continues with him as the connection with cj stroud to kind of take that pressure off tank dale um, you know, and uh, I think that Robert Woods might be an afterthought in this particular situation because I think they are comfortable with what Noah and Tank are doing and Dalton Schultz are doing as a three as a trio versus what uh Robert Woods and a couple other guys, um, that were uh, who was the other guy that they had, um, they got hurt as a wide receiver. I'm trying to remember, um, they have Dell Woods, Nico Collins, Nico Collins, that's it, Nico Collins. Yep, so I kind of think I feel like Noah's kind of stole Nico's touches. And this in this stretch, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's I think that, that will continue. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. has actually been quietly been productive in PPR and standard leagues. Um, it seemed like Gardner Mitchell was kind of you know folding into uh, and being comfortable giving him the ball. Um, kind of like he moved from uh, Josh Downs to Pittman, and it's and it's you know nobody really noticed, you know. But I, me looking at the numbers, Michael Pittman has been quietly productive in fantasy. So if you can sneak him back in the lineup after the bye week, I would do that. Um, and Tyler Boyd, until T. Higgins is, is fully healthy, I think he's a good option. Although he dropped that damn touchdown in the in the in the in the in the, in the, in the Texas game. Yeah. Uh, I, I, good, I, and I talked to you about this. I've I've got burned by him before. I have. I, and, oh, I, and, yeah. I, and I and I put, and I, put this, I put that on. I put him on the list despite my own personal bias. But uh, but yeah, I think that he can be uh, a, a valuable option to being a, a solid number two to uh, to Joe Burrow at this moment. Um, you know, we'll get volume, we'll catch a lot of passes, but you know, he may, he might drop a two to kind of frustrate you, but he will get he will get numbers, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, so I especially as T Higgins continues to be banged up. Um, you never know with Jamar as well. I feel like he's always got some injury designation every week. So right. you know, we're, we're we'll see. Uh <laughs> I'm not a big Tyler Boyd fan, but that's just because well, me neither, Top. but I mean, the numbers Top. are the numbers yeah. are the numbers. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, there's a couple others I noticed. I, I went more of the, uh, I guess, potential buy low, or I guess maybe not with the wide receivers as much. Um, but you know, looking for, um, I think potential stashes that you know, looking at guys that 
um, kind of have been low key productive and don't have a terrible schedule down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I, I noticed is uh, Jaden Reed with green Bay. Yeah. I almost um, put him on the list as well. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's quietly been their red zone guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, for whatever that means in green Bay's offense right now. Um, but I mean, for as bad as Jordan love is, he is quietly put up a, I mean, a handful of, of solid fantasy outings um, and looking at, you know, the rest of their schedule, they don't have any, they have KC and that's probably the, that's the only elite defense they play and that's week 13. So, um, you know, there's, I'd say still potential with love and just the, um, youngness of his experience that at some mm-hmm. point things could pick up a little bit more. Um, but with that being said, for how inefficient they've been, he's, he's their red zone guy and it's coming off of a five target, five catch outing for 84 yards and a touchdown against Pittsburgh, which is not a, a terrible secondary. So, no, not at all. Um, you know, quiet stash to consider there. Um, I also wanted to know Odell uh, just because he is, um, I, for the most part, still available in, in a decent mm-hmm. chunk of leagues. Um, and, you know, you're not, you need to understand that you're not getting any sort of uh, giant Odell or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, he is coming off of two straight weeks with a touchdown in each game. So, um, you know, I, the targets are not there. Uh, but, I mean, dude knows how to score and move the football. And I think as they get closer to playoff push time and things like that, um, you know, they lean will lean more on him and the veteran presence to make the big plays. And I, I think you'll see a similar type of progression like you saw when he went to LA and as they got closer to playoff time, he really started he started to kick up. And, yeah. and I think you can see that kind of happen here. And I think that we're seeing the initial sprouting, I guess, of that uh with these last two games. Uh and then finally I wanted to give your boy Quentin Johnston some love, and maybe oh. this is out of my own bias of uh, <laughs> I haven't been a dynasty league and, and would really love for him to just be productive. Um, but he did catch a touchdown this last finally, week and, and finally. caught all four of his targets. And yeah. I think with the Palmer injury and, um, you know, I'm they're, they they got to have to use him. He's got to have to either pick it up or not. Right. And, you know, I, I think the opportunities are there. Um, where I mean, it's a big gamble, but I mean, outsider looking in, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I think that this last week could be a good building block for them, um, especially with the need that they have for someone opposite of Keenan Allen. So True. I hope it's there, but I mean, he's uh, in every league. So yeah, I mean, that's a, he, that's a quiet stash. That is a very quiet stash. I think I stashed him one in one league. I, other two, I couldn't do it. I just can't waste the roster spot. I, I got to see more. I need to yeah. see more. If I see if he if he pops off this week against uh against the Packers, then I'll be like, okay, he finally figuring it out. He yeah, finally figured it out. Man. I, I hope, hope so too. I hope so too. I my, own, hope. my own personal fandom and, and D, fantasy. DZ, you are absolutely right. It is Steve. The dude was on crack. I told him to get <laughs> not right. doing that. Right. Like, Definitely no not way. doing that. No way. Yeah. No way. So for tight ends, uh, Dalton yeah. Kincaid has finally found his legs, like we talked about. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Bright has been a, 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 as you can say, a safety net for Kyler and Josh Dobbs, so he should continue his production. Um, and then Luke Musgrave, I think his his production is starting to feel like an uptick for him being a safety net for Jordan Love. So I think those three, uh, two of two of rookies, ironically, how we talk about rookie rookie tight ends being good um, this year, as is, is should be 
uh, a good stash uh, option and, and a good maybe uh streaming option depending on who your current tight end situation is but um I like all those options. I think I got Musgrave in one league. I got Kincaid in another. And they've been quite productive for me the last three weeks. So definitely <laughs> love what they're doing. And if they're available in any stretch because they kind of started slow, pick them up and stash them because I think it'll be definitely uh, profitable for you uh, when it comes yeah. down to that. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So um, how do you feel about them and anybody else that you wanted to add? Yeah, I mean, I, I think those are, are definitely the cream of the crop, uh, mm. p- potentially available tight ends to, to be targeting. Um I almost wanted to put Michael Mayer on this list, but I haven't seen enough of him. I haven't seen enough either. I, be, I couldn't do it. He'll be viable. Um, yeah. You know, one dude I did want to note. I think Njoku is uh, a decent. Uh, if you're if you're really stretching, I mean, but he's yeah. got a decent. Uh, I mean, rookie QB obviously, and, and uncertainty right. with all of that. Uh, but with that being said, looking at the two games when PJ Walker was out there, he had eight and eight nine targets. So. Um, you know, I always tend to think that more inexperienced QBs are guys that are kind of deer in the headlights are going to look for the Very short check Very tight and dependent. Yes, absolutely. You know, like I'm dumping the ball right over the middle. I am not holding on to this. No. So, um, you know, certainly a guy that at least monitor, um, you know, caught it kind of quiet. I mean, had nine fantasy points in, in week 10, but before that, it caught a touchdown each of the last two weeks. So, um, you know, but t- production could be there. <laughs> um, uh, and then just to add one more to the uh, list, you know, I think, again, if you're really hurting for tight end and are looking for tight end depth around playoff time, uh, Cade Otten, even though he was an underachiever this week, um, I think is involved enough in that offense. Um, if the matchups there, you know, could be um, decent. If you're like, you know, total, if you were like a Darren Waller owner who's <laughs> didn't get anything out of that and it doesn't look like he's coming back. So right. <clears throat> I'm in that boat. So I feel you. You know, I took Musgrave. That's paying off, but I'm not, uh, you know, you never want to be totally confident or, you know, totally reliant on one person like a Musgrave in that situation. So, you know, in that, I'm looking for depth that tied in. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Starboroughs or Phil, Debo or Connor at flex. Six point, point PPR. Man. I mean, I think you got to play Burrow. I was like, Burrow's got to be the move like, until further notice. Like, like, I, yeah. I mean, I know it's Baltimore, but I mean, he's he's heating up. Yeah. I, I, I still, yeah. Between the two, I got to go Burrow. I, and he's ironically, I have Burrow in one lost. league. And, and Fields in another. I would, if I had on Burrow in both leagues, I would start Burrow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fields definitely playing the better defense, but I just mm. don't. I I just I can't. I can't, I can't do, do that. It. Yeah. I can't. My my my. I can't sleep at night knowing that I started Fields over Burrow. I just always sleep yeah. good. When sleep good. Debo over Connor. Mm. I don't. Or Debo or Connor. Right. Um. Uh, going back dude. to see who they play. They're playing Tampa Bay. San Fran is. I mean, that's pretty decent defense to go against. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, James Connors. That yeah, James Connors guy. They're playing the uh, they're playing the Bears, right? Yeah. No, they're playing Houston. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, I think Debo is my play. I think Burrow and Debo are my plays. Yeah, I. But they're trying I mean, to work I'd Connor say, back in. I think because you know he's Connor's been hurt. Connors uh, RB two. Mm. Yeah, but Debo's like I'd say. 
kind of wide receiver too as well. But I mean, he's also coming back. I mean, you got those are two guys coming back off injuries and mm. working back into the fold. I think I would just rather have Debo against Tampa Bay than yeah. than Connor against Houston. And you know, I just yeah, I I think Debo, especially the PPR. I think Debo's to play there, man. I agree. I agree. Yep. So yeah, we we we're talking Burrow and Debo. We're Burrow and Debo guys over the, on this side. So hope they've that the works Debo out. Debo dominators. You. Yeah. There you go. There you go. The team name. Debo, hide your stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just tuck mine in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Definitely tough decisions out there. Definitely tough decisions for sure. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you coming through, Cap. Thank you. Yeah, Appreciate the likes and uh. We'll get with you later. Indeed. So, yes, yeah, so wrap up the Hidden Gems. Uh, the Colts, I talked about earlier, They, I think they're a good streaming option depending on who they're going against. The Raiders are upticking uh, and, and trending in, in a good direction defensively as well with Pierce being the coach now. And the Broncos are, are playing sneaky good defense as well. Um, and I think they got some favorable matchups here um, coming up uh, in the next few weeks as far as who they play from a all of this perspective. So I definitely believe that those uh, are good viable options if your defense has been struggling in fantasy. So some good stashes there from my uh, purview. So what, how you feel about those guys, Alex, before we move on? Yeah, no, I, I those are all defenses that have uh, nice, nice uh, matchups going into, um, you know, playoff time. I do also, uh, I've noted a couple others. Uh, well, I did, I know Minnesota just because they're pretty universally available. I don't think they have, the best of matchups, but um, they are, you know, quietly becoming a top 10 fantasy defensive unit. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I mean, get to that point, it's kind of, you got to get some consideration. Uh, the one team that I really targeted, at least uh, for their little stretch, you know, after their, uh, well, they're coming off of a bye, um, but Miami Dolphins, I think, also mm. are a, a quiet, sneaky defense to target. Yeah, and, they, and they're getting healthy because they got they're getting everybody back now off, off yeah. injury as well. So yep. yeah, and I mean, you look at the stretch from week eleven through week fifteen. They got the Raiders, the Jets, the Commanders, the Titans, and then the Jets again. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Stretch that's, of teams to go against. Sounds like fantasy gold from a defense. I will add though uh, that they do play Dallas. Baltimore and Buffalo to finish it out. <laughs> but, you know, uh, that, I mean, certainly a, a nice five stretch of games there to, uh, you know, potentially look at them as, as a, you know, defensive option moving forward. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. I definitely like those matchups leading up to the playoffs. Now, getting into the playoffs, not so much. So if you if your other defense is better matched up in the playoffs, you might want to play them. But yeah. going into the playoffs, leading up to it, I definitely would would stream the uh, the Dolphins if if you have them available uh, to you to play. Um, so mm -hmm. definitely, you know, going that goes back to our strategy about you know knowing what your matchups look like. So yeah, it's definitely an option to stream up to the playoffs at least. They got a rough stretch of the playoffs because they got tough teams to play. But outside yeah. of that, leading up to it, I would definitely do that. Definitely do that for sure. I believe that was sure. So, in in talking about uh, hidden gems, we got to talk about guys that are hidden duds. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and I think you know this is pretty quick and pretty uh, you know obvious and concise. But um, you know, I, I don't trust Kenny Pickett. He hasn't put up over fifteen fantasy points the whole year. Uh, Bryce Young is struggling, and they've gone back to Frank Wright calling the plays yet again for the second time this year. So we don't expect that to get better. And Derek Carr, between being banged up and being inconsistent, I don't really trust him either. 
um, from that perspective, um, you know, what say you? Does anybody that you want to add to that list? I mean, no, not, not really. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there. I mean, Mac Jones, obviously, I, I went off. Well, he he, he, he wanted to getting bent. So yeah, but, I, I mean, I don't even yeah. think. Yeah, I don't even think you even want to consider him at this stage. So oh. yeah, I mean, I, I think those are the three that um, out of the ones that were already taken off of the board as totally irrelevant. I think these guys are are climbing into that that uh you know that realm as well yep totally agree and we talked about Devin singletary earlier and i think that uh he's going to start stealing carries from damian pierce even when he does come back so i think he's going to be the the natural rb1 based on his production so he's been a disappointment so far this year and i think he's going to continue to be uh down with cook Haynes, even though they cut michael carter uh i still think that he's not going to be much of a, a of an option and Miles nah. Sanders has been a disappointment as well all year, so I don't I don't believe in him as well. So if these guys on your team and you've been struggling with starting them, it, it's probably time to 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 cut bait, um, from my perspective. But um, but you know how you feel about those guys, Alex? Yeah, um, I yeah completely agree with those three for sure. Uh, the Damian Pierce one definitely hurts me. Um, uh, I understand. But, I understand. Um, you know, and I I did want to add. Uh, I, I think Najee probably gets into this. He does throw, get one. Yep. Um, Jalen Warren, Warren, not Warren, Warren news. Um, and I also wanted to uh, just note, you know, like these the Darrell Henderson and Royce Freeman's out there are going to be totally irrelevant as well mm. after this week once. Kyron Williams comes back. So good point. Good point. Um, you know, if you if you got one of those guys, I mean, I think Darrell Henderson was was performing a little better than Royce, but I don't think either one was putting up you know terrible numbers. So if you were relying on those guys to get you points, you're definitely going to need to go back to our last slide and right. <laughs> find you an RB to replace them with. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, they're going to be done after this. I agree. I totally agree. And the wide receivers, Kadari Tony, he's he's been null and void for the, quite yeah. a few weeks. Calvin Ridley's been a disappointment since week one. And Drake London, my God, I mean, I just don't know what to say. What who's quarterback and who's not? You know, are they going to run the ball? Are they not? Are they going to throw Drake London the ball? It's just, it just, it's too, it's too uh, maddening for me. You know, to even even trust Drake London at this point. So he makes the list for me. How do you how do you feel about these guys? Yeah, uh, and, and the same same uh, testament to those three as as you, uh, and especially as a guy who has a lot of Calvin Ridley and Drake London. Um, I got Calvin Ridley. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did also. I wanted to note uh, that I think you know at, at this point um, another guy that I invested heavily in, but I think you know if you were holding on to any praise of Jackson Smith and Jigba turning into. I know. Highly fantasy. I had high hopes. It's not going to happen. I mean, I know week seven and eight, he put together two touchdowns. I mean, he's getting at least five targets a game, but it's just, he's not getting the quality looks to really do anything with it. And I think there's Mm -hmm. just too much to go, you know, feed there. Like, you know, with that being said, I think, uh, you know, he's worth the stash if you can keep for later. Um, Because I do think at the end of this year, you see, Seattle move on from Lockett or Metcalf. I probably Lockett, but um, you know, I just want I that was one that I was certainly holding on hope for that he would turn into some sort of fantasy relevant guy. Um, and then just to put a put some more in the hat, um, you know, I noted Jameson Williams too, just because I I yeah. finally cut yeah. with him after holding yeah, on I think so that's done. long that he would do anything, but 
I think he's just, uh, you know, he's just, a, he's what did Steve Smith say? He's a jag. Jag, just, just another, another guy. guy. Yep. He's a, a J A S G, just another speedy guy. You know? Yeah, there it he is. is. He is a Darius Hayward Bay or oh, John Wow. Ross. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wow. mean, I'm just saying. Just out there running fast. I understand. Yep, I understand. It. I understand. Okay. All right. Tight ends, much of St. Vane and Falcons, Cow Pits, can't trust them. Evan Ingram can't trust him even, and Gerald Everett can't stay healthy. So, yeah, those any of those guys are on your team, and you've been struggling all year about having them in your lineup. If you got any slightly better options to our list earlier, go with those guys. You Luke Musgraves, you know, to to you know to name a few that might be widely available. You know, they might be better options at this point because they just can't seem to give you any consistent play, especially when yeah. we say we just talk about an uptick in tight end play being better. You know, if, if you're just still hoping against hope, at week eleven, and they, and they hadn't popped off. I think I think it's time to cut bait. In my opinion, I, I would agree. <laughs> I <laughs> I would absolutely agree. Um, yeah, yeah and I, I I didn't. There really wasn't any other tight ends I you know wanted to put on here that I think mm. you know I I almost put uh, Dalton Schultz just because I don't trust him. But uh, I mean, at least up to this point, uh, started to produce and and I think that kind of goes to what I said earlier. There's I feel like not as big of a drop off from tight end this year, um, mm. which means, you know, there's a, a decent amount of guys out there that are playable right. um, and you can anticipate some points. Um, but yeah, I mean that I was going to note Schultz and, and Cole Komet just out of the pure, pure spite of, I don't trust them right. uh, to, to continuously produce but for better or worse, they've been they've been producing. Uh, you know, at least at a high rate. And other guys, at least in this, uh, what have you done for me lately? Period. So, you know, I think those three are definitely the three to totally just move on from. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Kyle Pitts needs to be in Kansas City for sure. Oh wow! Well, yes. <laughs> Talking to assistants, why don't you? Aaron Perry to Travis Kelsey. We can make him a wide receiver. Yeah, Aaron Perry to Travis Kelsey's thrown. I get it. I get it. I used to do that in every Madden. I like get Kyle Pitts and I just turn him. Or I make packages where I put him out at wide receiver, just throw bombs to him. I'm like, why is no one doing this? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed. So for defenses, either for schedules or, or just lack of production. The Bills and the Lions and the Jags all made the list in regards to uh, them being duds at this point. Um, I think the injuries have really gotten to the Bills. The Lions, for some reason, you know, it just, it's, you know, they were really stingy against the run at one point, but I thought the secondary was a weakness, but now they've given up both. Well, they're still yeah. pretty solid against the run, but the but the secondary and, the, and, and people kind of figured out they can be, be thrown on. They've started to take a dip in production from a defense perspective. And the Jags, they haven't, they haven't been really good on defense all year, surprisingly. Surprisingly, yeah. they got talent on that side of the ball. They just hadn't put it together. So, yeah, if you got better options in that space, especially putting the guys we underscored earlier, like the Dolphins in particular, go. I would go with that option and and see and 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 and, and seek better pastures <laughs> for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, um, I didn't really have any other defenses, um, you know, outside of like ones that have bad. I, I guess the one I wanted to note and, and is one that I. Um, definitely, I played them last week in a couple leagues. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, um, who I thought would have—I mean, just playing the Commanders—I thought would have a decent, you know, at least look decent. Um, which you know they didn't look terrible, but you're also talking about a team that scored 30 fantasy points against the New York Giants, and it's like, where the hell has that been? 
right. that happened. Um, but just looking at who they're playing in the bulk of getting towards the playoffs, not favorable matchups. Um, you know, have San Francisco twice. Uh, Dallas and Philly, uh, all between week 12 and 15. So uh, definitely be looking elsewhere if you have them in your in your defensive roster spot right now because of you know favorable matchups that have are you know last week or something like that. Um, definitely not one to look at moving forward. And then one more I would just kind of monitor. Um, you know Denver's defense, uh, you know was totally fantasy irrelevant start of the year, but. Uh, you know, put up 17 points against KC and then had a bye, but and then came, you know, eight points against Buffalo. But I imagine uh, people might be starting to pick them up um, or look at them as building into playing better. Um, but do have a pretty tough stretch of teams that offenses to go against as well as we get into playoff time. So those are just two others. Oh, okay, cool. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, so there's your hidden gems and hidden duds. Hopefully that helped you guys out. And uh, I don't know who that guy was. These that I didn't, who was the guy with the red concerts? I didn't peep that. Tell me if you know the name. Give me let me give me a little, give me the information. I didn't I didn't see that. Might have to go back and look at the replay. That's that's yeah. some that's some Halloween gothic stuff. If you ask me, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Red contacts. Know. Red. That's <laughs> yeah. weird. I don't know. All right, but uh, moving forward, um, as we if we get towards the end of the show, um, let's talk about um. Let's talk about the, the the matchups for the week uh, and, and what the weeks look like. First and foremost, you know, for people that are unsure exactly what the uh, bye weeks are looking like, the Falcons. Let me move this uh, banner here. <laughs> Falcons, uh, the Colts, the Patriots, and the Saints are all, all on buys. Uh, uh, not terrible. No, no, I think I think the Patriots and the Saints both need buys <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, you kind of want to see Bijan get back out there after a good week uh, for the Falcons. So that's kind of a bummer, but. Outside of that, I think the Patriots definitely need to buy the Saints as well. Um, but yeah, but just looking at the matchups um in holistic, I think it's a really good ones on here, especially the the solo games, um, months, Thursday night and, Sunday, and Monday night. So what you know, yeah. give me two games, you know, for either this uh this list that you really are kind of honing in on to be really good fantasy matchups. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, kind of foreshadowing, I guess, from uh our our one viewer's uh question about Debo, but I do think that that. 49ers passing attack uh, are just offense in general, but more so the passing attack against Tampa Bay mm. is definitely going to produce some fantasy gold. Cause I mean, Tampa Bay's defense in terms of PPR points given up is ranked, you know, 20th or lower mm. <laughs> based on what position they're going against. So I think you got a pretty good potential for them to just feast that, uh, you know, uh, your Iukes, uh Kittle, I think all of them are, are going to put up, uh, decent numbers. Well, obviously, one of them probably putting up way more than the rest, but uh, that's one that I'm definitely looking at. Okay. Cameron Sutton. Yeah, uh, right. Former Stiller, ironically. Former Stiller. Um, yeah, I gotta go back and check that out. He yeah. was a cheat, too. Was he really? I, I, yeah, I missed that one. Okay. All right. Okay. So he must have listened. Pittsburgh went there, then went to uh, Detroit. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so you said that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and 49ers game you're looking at. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see. Honestly, honestly, I'm curious to see how the Vegas uh, and Dolphins game lines up um, with it being in Miami. Um, is you know, are they going to come back and be that high power offense that we've known, uh, you know, in 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 the, in the past previous weeks, or is it going to be uh, honestly uh, a defensive battle? Um, I'm just curious about how that's going to shake out. Um, and to much to my dismay, I think the Chargers Green Bay game could be high scoring, much like the Lions and Chargers game was last week. I don't. 
see those, neither one of those defenses, you know, world beating anybody to submission <laughs> at this moment. Mm-hmm. So that could be one um, as well. So I'm definitely curious about how that shakes out. But outside of that, Dallas, Dallas is going to be a, a, a another yeah, high statting game for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for Bryce Young, man. But I do, man. So do I. I do really do. It's rough like out there. That. I mean, yeah, Dallas is skilled players for sure, and their defense, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. They're going. Yeah. yeah. And the um, and Houston Houston Arizona game could be sneaky good with Cali being there. Yep. Hey, I was just going to say I, that that Chicago Detroit one, I think, could turn into a little bit yep. better, too. Just uh, I, yeah. I think kind of has that uh, low key shootout potential with the return of Fields and Herbert yep. and it being mm-hmm. a divisional game, mm-hmm. um, you know, those things. Um, I also think that the Ravens run game, it you know, does pretty solid against the Bengals defense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you're looking at uh because like in that tune i think you know a guy like keaton mitchell all just talked about potential flex type play just because of how this Bengals team is against the run mm-hmm. um you know i i can see that being a, a good one as well and then yeah brown's defense versus steelers yeah i'm all for that that's man yeah. gold from a sign me up for sure yeah sign me up for that definitely sign me up for that indeed okay Right, What's stuff. one game you're trying to avoid? Oh, that's a good question. One game I'm trying to avoid? Uh, nah, I'm looking at this. I'm trying to think, like, which one do I not want any part of any of it, really? Um, <laughs> Tennessee and Jacksonville, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's one game I'm I'm trying to avoid. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna try to the Jets and Buffalo because just based upon how they how they how I shook out the first day, that's the game I'm trying to avoid. That's that, hey, that was that's that one. was one of mine. You know, obviously I gotta play a Josh Allen or a Diggs, but outside mm. of that, like nope. Nope. And I nope. think this New York Washington one too. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's I, good. Yeah. There's something about it. it. Just doesn't have any sex appeal to it. Yeah, it you know? does not have like, any juice. No. Yeah, it's just I, no juice. Yeah. No juice. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, we talked in length about um, you know stashes, hidden gems, things of that nature. So it kind of folds into the biggest flex in waiver wire transactions. But you know, real quick, rapid fire, give me a, give me your you know one or two guys that you feel like they're good white waiver wire pickers up pickups just for this week, if nothing else. Yeah, uh, so Ty Chandler, I think is yep. patient zero in that regard because right, you're basically right. picking up a, a running back one for at least one week. So mm-hmm. um, he's definitely. Um, you know, top tier of mine. Um, you know, and I just talked about Keaton Mitchell, uh, I think is another another one if he's if he's still out there. Um and then, you know, one one under the radar one and, and you know, I don't know if there's really any research to back this up, but I've been stat I stashed Donovan Peoples Jones. Um, you know, and I, I've I've been waiting for that to happen. He has not played yet. Um, but I suspect that was partially from the trade and getting acclimated and he was dealing with an injury, but I, I, I think he's slated to come back this week. Um, and, you know, I, I still think there's like, you know, as I, the same vein as um, the same vein as, as Jamison Williams, like they're looking for someone to compliment right. St. Brown. So mm-hmm. the opportunity's there. Great. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would, uh, you know, cause I, I was on the top channel bandwagon as well. So I definitely would, uh, definitely would, uh, uh, do that if you have the option. Um, 
And uh, I, I guess um, I have to say, you know, based upon his performance last week, you know, Quinn Johnson, who's widely available, you know, that yep. would probably be another way of wire option too, going against that Packers defense, which is missing Jayas Alexander. So I think that is it should be a decent outing, you know, for the wide receivers for the Chargers. And clearly Johnson at this point is wide receiver too. So, uh, but yeah, I would definitely look at that as, as, a, as a possible option as far as being a good, solid wave wire pickup this week as far as who could be an added uh, feature for somebody that's going to fill in for a bye. If Drake London or somebody that you had us on a bye week is need, needs, needs uh, reserve duty, then yeah, definitely yeah. pick those guys up and see how that works out. And again, of course, anybody on our hidden gym list, you know, I'll post it again real quick just to show you guys who's on it. But yeah, anybody on the, just the, the hidden gym list should be, uh, if Another, they're available, pick them up. Yeah, I also forgot to mention this. I meant to, but Pat Fryer moved. Uh, he's coming, coming back. back. Yes. Yep. And I don't I I don't know if he's I I know a handful of, of people in League Zion dropped them and mm-hmm. um they've had absolutely no tight end relevancy once he once he went away. So right. definitely Okay. All yeah, right. Definitely Chandler over White. Oh yeah, sure. absolutely. Hundred percent. Hell nah on White. I want none no parts of that Fortnite defense at this moment. But it's the way they play. No thanks. No, no, no. No thanks. Okay. All right, so that's our pretty much our show for this week. If anybody got any questions in the chat uh, before we wrap up, you know, shoot them over to us. We'll get those answered. If not, then uh, catch us uh, in between shows on social media, and I'll post the links for our social medias as well. But uh, we'll take any questions that are in there burning in the chat uh, before we wrap up. And if not, we'll uh, we'll ask them on Twitter, Instagram, however you want to address us uh, after this. Uh, I'm Locked On Defense on Twitter, Locked On Defense Sports on Instagram. Alex is the real Givens at Instagram and Twitter, so um, we can reach us there. Um, shoot us a comment in the, in the, on the YouTube video, like, comment, subscribe that if you had not done so. And, uh, you know, let us know exactly what you need, uh, from a, a fantasy perspective from, in, from the two gurus that are trying to, uh, get everybody paid, <laughs> just to say the least, yeah. just to say the yeah. least. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So anybody got any questions, let us know and we'll know we'll wrap it up and uh, we'll get this, get you out back on to your, uh, days and, and nights and we'll hopefully have a good, better week this week for fantasy because, we know everybody has it, but you know, we had a bad week last week, so we're gonna have to turn this thing around. Definitely have to turn this thing around, okay? All right, so yeah, like I said, if you need us uh, in between shows, hit us up on social media and I'll open to drop a comment in the uh, in the in the chat and we'll get back to you in short order. But um, we'll be back uh, hopefully next week. You know, it's another little bit of busy week and holiday week. We'll try to get this show in it some facet and get it all. You know, we got a last minute cue. Oh. <laughs> Howler Murray. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Damn. Howler Murray. Mm. I would say Murray, based upon the fact that I, he's... I honestly, go- they're like both I, you know, neck and neck in terms of where you'd rank them on who they're going against. So yeah, I think only, thing, only not I give Murray over how is he's a scrambler. So he can give you you know, uh, some rushing yards on top of his passing. So they, it could be a passing push for both, but I believe that Kyler could give you the extra element with his legs, so that might be a, a yeah. added, added bonus to it. So I think it, both are low end QB ones, but yeah, so Murray's going against the Tex- Texans D is seventeenth against fantasy QBs. Giants D is sixteenth. Right. <laughs> I think that's a uh, close your eyes, put in the lineup, and look at it on Monday. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Don't torture yourself. <laughs> yeah. Don't touch yourself. I get it. I get it. Okay. 
All right. So, yeah. So that'll do it for this week. Like I said, we'll be hopefully be back next week as well uh, to get a show in, in between the holiday uh, time frame. We'll try to give you some type of content, even if it's not on the normal show. But we'll put that out on, on Instagram and Twitter. Let you know exactly what we're doing. We get that scheduled up. And uh, like I said, we'll be back to normal duties after the holiday. So uh, in the meantime, between time, that's the real givens. I'm Coach Davis. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down.